Hi, and welcome to the Cooking Sustainably podcast. This is Marcy, your friendly neighborhood dietitian. And this is Joe, who's gradually becoming more con- informed consumer. Yes, so you're not as misinformed. Yes, exactly. Okay, so today we're going to talk about supplements. Which I'm still misinformed about. All right, well, hopefully after today you'll know a little bit more about them. Um, and yes. I'm sure everybody who's listening probably has some questions whether or not should I be taking a supplement? Exactly. What is a supplement? Um, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So, Is chocolate a supplement? Chocolate's not a supplement. I wish it was. No, cho- chocolate's just one of those good things you should, you should eat. You know, dark chocolate. Yeah. Okay, but that's for another show. Okay. Um, so let's talk about supplements and what I mean by supplements are mm. um, Vitamins, minerals, and herbal supplements. Oh, things that come in a pill at the store? Yeah. They're in all those little jars and stuff? Yeah, so like if you ever go to the grocery store, there's probably an aisle dedicated to supplements, and there's like thousands. Those fit nutrition stores that have them? Yeah, like GNC, even like Target, CVS, Mm. and all the big stores have supplements. They usually have their own brands. Right. There's like name brands out there. There's just so many supplements. It's just like overwhelming. Yes. Okay. And um, the reason why it's overwhelming, it's a $37 billion industry. Yes. It's, I mean, it, it's huge. Yeah. Thirty. You said 37. $37 billion. Wow. I mean, that's how much we're spending on supplements. That's a lot of money. It is. Do we, do we really need to waste our money on these? No. 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 We don't need to waste our money, but the thing is, is that there are, aren't there some people that, you know, should take some supplements? Yeah. So, <clears throat> we'll talk about this in a little bit, but you're, you take some supplements, Yes, correct? I do. I take D, vitamin D, and B12. Okay. Because of my multiple sclerosis, my MS. All right. And I do not take supplements. Right. Um, and it's because I'm on blood thinners. Mm-hmm. But I will explain all that in detail later on. All right. But first, we should talk about kind of like the industry and the FDA. Oh, wow. So, so what about the government? So the FDA is the Food and Drug Administration who oversees the supplement industry. But oh. they mm-hmm. have limitations in what they can do. Well, okay, so what are the limitations? I thought everybody said, oh, the government don't want to do But the thing is, is... That's not true, is it? Like this big extenuating arm. No. So back in the 90s, uh, the FDA, um, the, there was a law that was written that kind of limited how what the FDA can do for the supplement industry. Yes. So basically, someone can make a supplement and put it out on the market. Okay. And the FDA doesn't have to approve it. They don't. No. So I can take hair and toenails and grind them up into a powder and put them out in a pill form? Right. It doesn't have to go through a process through the FDA. And just say nutritional supplement. Right. So they have to use, so a manufacturer and supplement manufacturer has to use certain language. Mm -hmm. So they have to say dietary supplement or herbal supplement that has to be on there. Mm -hmm. They cannot make claims that it cures diseases or that it's used to treat diseases. Right. Uh, so they can make like a vague statement, say like calcium for bone health. Oh. Um, they cannot say that calcium is used to treat osteoporosis. Right. So they hit. So the manufacturers have some limitations in terms of verbiage. Right. 
but um, in order to get it out onto the market, yeah, they can just do that. They can just create the pill and put it on the market, and then when the F after it's on the market, that's when the FDA has a little bit more oversight. Um, so, say somebody has adverse side effects from taking a supplement, right? And they can, yeah. At that point, you have two choices. You can contact the manufacturer directly, mm-hmm. and then the manufacturer has to contest to tell the FDA about this complaint, or you can just go straight to the FDA and make your complaint. And then I don't know if they have like a certain amount of complaints that they get before they investigate, but at some point, if there's a lot of complaints, they will investigate the supplement. So you get explosive diarrhea after you take a supplement. You know it's a supplement. You call the FDA or the manufacturer, write them, contact them, email them, do whatever, and that's to get a response. Right. That is when the FDA can, they can choose whether or not to investigate. So they don't do anything until after the product's on the market. Right. So they put the product on the market. You got, this is the Schmegel Schmegel supplement. Here it is for you. And you don't even have to say it's for anything. Or you can just say, known for this. And then it goes on the market, but nothing happens unless somebody has a reaction to it after the fact. Right. So back in the early 2000s, um, there was complaints about, I think it's norepinephrine. Mm -hmm. It was in some diet pills. Oh, yeah. And so people were successful in getting that taken off the market. I don't know if it's coming back, though. Um, sometimes they'll take something off the market, but then they can put it back in. I don't, I yeah. haven't really kept track of it. They got their know formula is, right kind right. of thing. <clears throat> so things, things like that can happen. But um, when it comes to the advertising of the supplement, um, that is overseen by the Federal Trade Commission. Advertising, okay. Yeah. So the FDA doesn't oversee advertising, the FTC does. So one knows about nutrition and stuff. With, about food, and FDA. the other one doesn't. It's just the advertising part. Right. Okay. Okay. So it has to do with like truth in advertising and things like that. Yeah, but it's important to know that supplements are not, say, medicinal therapy. Right. Right. They should never be used for that. Okay. Um, and in fact, in um, the state of New York, the Attorney General's office. I don't know if this has been going on for the yeah, class years or so. Yeah, it's been going on for a while. Um, they're investigating several supplements um, that are on the market that do not contain the, when they did the testing, the, the supplements do not contain the herb <laughs> that was on the bottle. So like, right. so it's a little bit of false advertising, I guess. And, yeah. and the pill is actually a bunch of fillers and things like that. <laughs> so they, I think they found like 80% of what they tested was not um, that actual herb was not in the supplement. So they're just putting like psyllium fiber and stuff in there and... They're just putting a bunch of stuff and, in there. And powder and whatever. Right. I don't even know how you make a supplement. <laughs> yeah. It's essential oil. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so, um, so that's a little bit about like the government oversight, which mm-hmm. there hardly is any. Right. And um, it's a huge industry. Right. And so... But let's let's talk a little bit about like you're on supplements. Yes, I am. And there are other people who need to take them. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about them. Okay. Um, but before I 
before I say who needs them, I'm going to make a blanket statement and say, generally speaking, the average American who eats a balanced diet does not need supplements. So balanced whole food diet, you're square with all the guidelines, you're doing well, you're a healthy right. person, you eat well, healthy, healthy manner, you don't need a supplement. No. Okay. So um, if you eat your fruits and vegetables, you mm. have your lean proteins, you have your whole grains, um, you drink milk or some sort of supplement, you know, fortified milk product. Right. Um, you don't need a supplement. Cool. You don't need a multivitamin. But there's so many people that bought into it. Yes. So we're going to talk a little bit about specific ones that maybe people are taking it that they probably shouldn't. Yeah. Or they don't need to. Um, but there are certain people in the population who do. Who okay. do need a supplement. So um, women who are pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, even women who are planning on becoming pregnant. Yeah. Uh, they should be taking a prenatal vitamin. Okay, and what's a what's a prenatal vitamin consist of? So it has all it's like a multivitamin, but it has higher amounts of folate in it. Okay. And the folate is for neural tube defects of oh, the baby okay. to prevent those. Um, so, yes, someone who's pregnant, take your prenatal vitamin. Yes. Okay. You did. That's right. I did. Mm -hmm. And some, you know, they're they're big. They're huge pills, but. They are important. Um, the other, some other people who may need a supplement, who do need a supplement actually, are gastric bypass patients. Mm -hmm. So someone who, they're overweight, they decided to have bariatric surgery to right. reduce the size of their stomach. Um, gastric bypass specifically because it reduces the size of the stomach and it bypasses the upper part of the small intestine. So to be more precise, we're saying gastric bypass versus the sleeve. Well, sleeve patients still probably should take a, a supplement. Oh, but okay. it's really important for the gastric bypass. Okay. Um, because their stomach's so small mm -hmm. and um, and they're bypassing the upper part of the small intestine that it has a lot does have a lot of our absorption. Mm-hmm. So um, so they need to take something that's like easily to digest. So like something a chewable vitamin or something. Oh okay. All right. Okay. Um, someone with malabsorption issues. Mm -hmm. So someone who, like an older adult. Oh, okay. What's, okay, what's an elder adult? Someone over the age of 60. I don't, I hate putting labels on people, but. But, you know, but, but for. But as you get older, like intrinsic factor in your body, the intrinsic factor is in your stomach. Mm -hmm. And it helps us absorb uh, B12. Right. So for you, for instance, around B12, yes. because you were tested and your B12 levels are very low, even though yes. we eat meat, mm -hmm. and it has to do with your probably your intrinsic factor is not, um, you're not producing as much. Okay, so I, the B12 level is low because of this intrinsic factor. What's this intrinsic factor? So all it is is this substance that your stomach makes that helps us um, absorb B12. Oh, okay. Okay, so as you get older, sometimes that decreases in okay. our system. Yeah. Okay. Um, somebody who also who might have malabsorption issues, someone with inflammatory bowel disease, mm. celiac. Right. Um, 
IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, you might need a little uh, a multivitamin or a specific supplement to uh, yeah. counteract some of the. I also take D. So. Yeah, you also take D. Mm -hmm. um, and that someone who lives in like a the northern hemisphere yeah. may need a vitamin D supplement in the winter months. Okay, so for like November, o October, late October to uh, early like March. Yeah, to okay. like early spring. Kind of like the equinox cycle or something. Right, like and just has to do with this how we get vitamin D is through the sun's rays mostly. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and if you live in the northern hemisphere, uh, we don't get the during the winter months we don't get the right sun rays in order for our body to convert vitamin D. Okay. So, um, but you can find vitamin D in milk. Oh yeah. You know, there's like a few food sources of vitamin D, not many. Mm -hmm. um, so in the winter months you may want to take a vitamin D. Fortified. Um, someone who's on a special diet. Mm-hmm. So a vegan. Oh, really? Or a vegetarian. Why would a vegan need a supplement? So a vegan um, will probably need B12. Okay. Because B12 is found in animal products. Right. So meat. Okay. Um, and then iron. Hmm. Well, why iron? Because that's like in spinach. Yeah, iron is in spinach. Mm -hmm. uh, but that is the non-hemolytic iron. Mm. And um, whereas the iron that's found in beef and mussels and oysters right. is is the hemolytic iron, and okay. that is the iron that our body can absorb very easily. Okay. Whereas the iron that's found in spinach mm -hmm. or in, you know, some other vegetables like lentils, um, it takes our body. We have to like add vitamin C to the mix mm -hmm. in order for the body to better absorb it. So, Popeye and Wimpy together would be like the perfect superhero. Right. Minus being overweight. <laughs> for those for those who are young you don't know Popeye Popeye always um, ate spinach before you <laughs> beat up whoever he could open it with his biceps that's right he was he was great um, <laughs> but vegans may also need iron not iron but they also might need uh, calcium oh okay um, especially um, if they're you know if, if it's if you're a vegetarian, you drink milk or eat cheese, then you don't need the calcium. But vegans, um, you can find calcium. Um, there's like probably find it in silk or like the soy milk or almond milk. I think yeah, that they, they fortify a lot of yes, those. Yes, they do. So even orange juice has calcium. Mm. So um, you don't necessarily have to take the supplement, but you just need to make sure you're getting enough calcium. So, and there a vitamin D and calcium connection? There is. Uh, so vitamin D helps us absorb calcium. Mm. That's why they're always paired together. Okay. So okay. that's why you see milk with vitamin Okay. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, so we're going to talk, so that's who needs supplements. Okay. And I'm going to throw this out there that if you take an herbal supplement, yes. if you take a multivitamin, um, or you take any other vitamins, you need to let your primary care physician know mm. because um, if they put you on a medication, they want to know if there's going to be any, if there's anything else in your 
that you're taking that could interact with that. So for instance, I am on Coumadin, yeah. it's a blood thinner, and Coumadin is one of those things that interacts with food and interacts with you know certain certain herbal supplements. So I just kind of stay away from herbal supplements altogether. Yes. Um, so for me, I cannot take St. John's wort. Hmm. Um, I have to watch how much vitamin K is that I'm taking in in my diet. I mean, there's there's things I have to consider. Right. So um, so I really encourage you, if you're taking any herbal supplements, they are important that your doctor needs to know that you're taking those. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, so let's talk about maybe some specific supplements that are out there. Really? Right? Kind of like the highlight reel here, kind yeah. of like what's so, in there. So I can't really talk, like, I, can't, I could probably spend hours talking about every single supplement that's out there, but there's some ones that are a bit more trendy than others. Okay. Um, fish oil. Okay. What about fish oil? All right. So you took fish oil at one point. Yeah, at one point. Yeah. All right. And why don't you take that anymore? Because they said it doesn't help. It, 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 the, it was inconclusive or the, it was not efficacious, you know, so I had to look those words up, which means that it had no, it doesn't have an effect at all. Right, so inconclusive means they've done a lot of studies about fish oil, mm -hmm. and what it comes down to is um, nothing's saying, there's nothing definitive that's saying that fish oil pills are, are beneficial for cardiovascular health, so for right. your heart health. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like the main reason why people want to take fish oil. Right. Uh, so the other side of the coin is, you know, fish oil, because of the omega-3s, um, you know, omega-3s in general are good for you. Yes. But it's better to eat fish. Okay. Instead of taking a fish oil pill. Okay. Why is that? Um, so the fish, for some reason, we, we get the, the fish oil from the actual fish our bodies absorb it better. Okay. And there's like other things going on with the fish instead of just taking a pill. Okay. Um, so that that's why like the the recommended serving is three ounces twice a week. Okay. So if you're if you're eating your recommended serving, you don't need to take the supplement. But then also taking the supplement doesn't help you anyways if you're not eating your fish. Right. Because it doesn't go into your system like eating the regular fish would. Right. Hmm. So just eat fish. I mean, I know there's some people who can't. So if you are allergic to shellfish, then you should not be taking. No. Or you should not be eating um, what you are allergic to. But like even if you want to take that fish oil, if you're allergic to shellfish, do not take a fish oil. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. And um, definitely if you're on Coumadin, um, don't take a fish oil pill. Hmm. Okay. But um, but we're saying just eat fish. Right. Fish okay? is good. Fish is really good for you. Everybody should be eating more fish. Um, then they do. And then the second thing I want to talk about, the second trendy supplement mm. is turmeric. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's the stuff that you, you know, is at the store. And there's this elderly couple buying like a huge volume of it, you know. And I was like, are you just going to like take a tablespoon a day of that and just inhale it? Or, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and plus there's turmeric pills. And there's a, it's everywhere. Yeah, turmeric is everywhere because mm -hmm. there are a few small studies about um, 
it's anti-inflammatory effects, it's anti-cancer effects. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like, I don't know, there's a lot of things that it's supposed to be good for. Uh, but, <laughs> turmeric, if you just take turmeric, 99% of it's going to go right through your system. You, you're not going to absorb. Down the toilet. Yeah. So, what they have found is that turmeric needs to be eaten or taken in conjunction with fat. Oh, so like... And, and black pepper. So, like, when you eat Indian food or have, you know, you're eating you have curry. curry. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, I love that stuff. So, so... Honestly, it's mm -hmm. better to just eat the curry. Yes, it is. So just just eat curry. And it's more pleasant. It's more pleasant than yeah. taking a pill. Especially, so, I like Southern Indian cuisine. Yeah, it's, it's spicy. spicy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but if you're worried about inflammation and things like that, then, you know, overall, mm -hmm. um, whether or not your exercise, your diet, and what your body composition is, if you have a lot of central, you know, belly fat mm -hmm. for instance um, that plays more into like inflammation than taking turmeric um, so don't consider turmeric a magic pill it's not it's not a magic pill mm -mm. but you can be incorporated into your diet if yes. you can be added to food yes. you know and that way you have turmeric you're eating your healthy diet and you decide to have curry you know exactly kinds of stuff. yeah exactly um, and then, kind of related to turmeric, is cinnamon. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's funny. So cinnamon uh, was touted to to re help glucose control for diabetics. Oh, okay. Um, but that is another one that they really have not seen any evidence to support that. So again, inconclusive means that it's not going to help you. Right. Okay, when they say inconclusive, doesn't mean that, oh, in theory or whatever. It means that it is shown not to definitively help you or definitively harm you, but it doesn't do any good for you, you know, by pill wise. Pill wise, by in and of itself. Right. But it tastes so good when I put it in my oatmeal. Well, cinnamon's great. Yeah, a little oatmeal, some vanilla in there. Oh, yeah. You know, you treat, you treat it like any other spice. Just yeah. put it in oatmeal. Yeah. Put it on stuff, you know, cinnamon's oh, yeah. great. Cookies. But just don't expect it to be the magic thing for type, if you're type 2 diabetic. Right, yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, the last two supplements that I want to talk about, we already kind of touched on these a little bit, but calcium. Oh, yeah. So, some women who are older uh, may need a calcium supplement if they're not getting it, if they're not getting calcium from their diet. Okay, so what are these conditions? So if you have osteoporosis, you might need a little bit more calcium. Okay, or osteoarthritis? Is osteoarthritis. So why do they need more calcium? Because I thought you stopped building bone or past a certain age. Right, so um, during your childhood and adolescent years, that is the time period when your body absorbs calcium in bone. Right. And then by the time you reach adulthood, 99% of the calcium um, that you've taken is stored in your in your skeleton mm -hmm. teeth bones that's where your right. calcium is um, and your body needs calcium right that's why it stores it so in case you don't get any from your diet mm. your body's gonna look for it because right. it needs it every day 
and it needs it for muscle contractions and for the central nervous system. Muscle contractions like your heart? So like, especially your heart. Mm. Um, so calcium is just one of those things, a really, really important uh, mineral that your body needs. Okay. And, um, and if you're not getting it from your diet, like say you're not drinking milk or you're not eating a whole lot of cheese or yogurt and things like that, mm -hmm. then your body's gonna look for it and it's gonna go to your bones and grab it out of your bones. Oh, okay. So it's not, you won't absorb it when you're an adult or later on in life. No. But it helps run your body. So you need a certain amount of milk every day. Or I mean, a certain amount of calcium every day. Right. Okay. But there's, you know, there's vegetables that have calcium. So Swiss chard, broccoli, those all have calcium in them. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes there's like these things called oxalates, mm -hmm. um, which are in the vegetables that can kind of hinder the absorption of calcium. Right. Um, but, you know, you can get calcium from your diet. Okay. And um, without robbing your bones. Okay. And then related to that is the vitamin D. Mm. Um, but you're on vitamin D not because because um, any calcium issues. Vitamin D is one of the things that helps them absorb calcium. That's why they're always paired together. Right. Um, but you're on vitamin D because of multiple sclerosis. Yeah. It's there's research about that. So yeah, there's research about vitamin D and autoimmune disorders. Yeah, inflammation. Yeah, it has yeah. to do with like. I don't know. We, I don't want to get totally into what vitamin D does, but um, so sometimes you need a vitamin D supplement, and that, yeah. you know, yeah. is something that people will take. Yes. Okay. So I have not touched on like all the supplements. But these are the these are the like the current stars of the system. Right, and then there's like other ones for energy, like mm. ginkgo or ginkgo bioloba. Uh, yeah. Uh, all kinds of there's stuff. There's a whole bunch out there, and I'm just going to reiterate one more time that if you eat a, ha a healthy balanced diet mm -hmm. you do not need a supplement for the health for the average, average American group. yes healthy balanced diet healthy balanced diet now if you're just eating like cheeseburgers Cheetos and Cheetos yeah then maybe you need to throw a multivitamin into the mix but you should probably also talk to someone about your diet. Yeah, then maybe you should habits. talk to a dietitian about incorporating fruits and vegetables mm -hmm. because our body is going to want um, the fruits and vegetables before it's going to want a multivitamin. Right, exactly. Okay? Mm -hmm. All right, and then I'll say one more time you need to tell your physician if you're taking any sort of supplement so that they know. Yes. Okay? Mm -hmm. All right, so. Do you have any questions about supplements? No. Nah. Have we cleared everything up for you? Yeah. But so far, I mean, I mean, there's always something else that's going to come up. <laughs> you know, with this with this industry, it's thirty-seven billion dollars. So there's always something new coming down the pipeline because there'll, there'll be a little study out, and there'll be like people will start ingesting like my bag of powdered toenails and hair. Yeah, that's gross. And they'll find out it cures cancer, so, which it doesn't. It doesn't. Does not. <laughs> it's just my, you know, stuff I would put in a bag because I'm weird. Yeah, you're and creepy. Weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so next time we're going to talk about cooking. Yes, cooking. And um, kind of like how to get people back into the kitchen. Yeah. To step away from watching Food Network cooking shows and actually going out to their stove and making a meal. Yeah.
it's actually fun. It is fun. And, and it smells good. That's right. You make your make your whole house smell good. Mm -hmm. um, a curry. Oh yes. Yeah. That that'll that'll give a lot of aromas to fill the house with. That's right. Um, and if you guys have any questions, mm -hmm. if you have any show ideas, yes. Please contact us at cookingsustainably at gmail.com mm -hmm. or you can go to cookingsustainably.com and fill out the contact form on the website. Yeah, I was also thinking like, let's say we've covered something, but you want to know more about that issue or there's something in that issue that you've, you're aware of or you thought would be more interesting to cover. Right. You have some useful information for yeah. us. Yeah. Maybe we can incorporate into a show or a whole show about it. Right. Or bring it up as like someone contact us with this. Hey, this is what, you know, Snuffy from you know Kentucky said about this, and we wanted to relay it to everybody. Right. So if you have any questions, concerns, or ideas, um, please contact us. Cookingsustainably.com. That's right. So that will conclude our episode for today. And until next time, this has been Marcy. And this is Joe. All right. Have a great day. Bye.